0: For another uh, McSee Wonders podcast. This time we're going to talk about uh, Apple stuff. So, uh, a couple of Apple events happened over the summer. One happened in June, WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference, and most recently, the iPhone release for the 2023 models and miscellaneous other things. So, uh, joining me is the Wi Fi Ninja nelson carrick hey man how's it going hey mark what's going on glad to be back or this might be the first one because the other one might be released after this one so you may not be back you might be living in the future or time traveling Uh,
1: that's a possibility but to to be fair um I've, i've been on the podcast once before but it's been so long ago, that oh, it's nobody, been, years.
0: nobody could remember it yeah, no,
1: and in fact the uh the Wi-Fi Ninja didn't exist at that yeah point, have so. you, you had invites since then um if I recollect, I feel like you might have reached out ten or fifteen
0: times, okay, just making sure all right, good deal so uh so we just finished up the iPhone event, but I thought we'd cover some of the w. w. d. hardware stuff. As well, just um, it's been a busy summer for Apple. And frankly, it might be all that we have left uh, for the year in terms of events.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably going to end up being the case. Uh, Maybe some press releases, but uh,
0: I I don't think there'll be any more events this year. Yeah, it seems like the rumors are everything else is uh, next year. Um, I could see... Some M3 hardware, but, but some of that is almost like eating their own because of uh, where they started in, um, at WWDC. So let's yeah. jump in there. So, so at WWDC, they, uh, the thing that neither of us are ever going to buy, they uh, finally announced the new Mac Pro with the uh, M2 Ultra chip. Uh, a bunch of extra ports essentially the same form factor as the very long in the tooth previous mac pro uh did they keep the uh the 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 case from the last generation
1: i thought it was a little shorter uh, like half height but it's the same
0: it's it's the same and uh you can still get the expensive wheels too
1: oh of course but I think uh, now, unless uh, this may have been available on the, the previous generation, there is a uh, a rack mount kit available as well. Okay. Was that
0: me. on the last one? That was on the last as gotcha. well. Gotcha. Yeah. So the, um, the Mac Pro, we won't spend much time talking about it, but the Mac Pro seems to be a, a super niche case that people complain about the lack of uh, frequency and updates and things. But nobody knows customers better than who's selling stuff. And it seems to me if that were a big profit center and if they had gazillions of thousands of people buying them all over the world, they, they might release them more frequently. So it, it feels like it's a, oh, we're going to release this because people think we need to have one, but we don't spend a lot of time with it. And I have I have another thought on that, but do but you have any thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Like, I mean, I don't think people are really lining up uh, to buy these similar to, like, what you're going to see with other Apple products, like an iPhone or, or something like that, right? And, uh, you know, to, to be quite honest, I mean, the, the specs are great, but I think uh, the barrier to entry is definitely the
0: price. Well, and so... The other thing they announced was the new Mac Studio with the M2 Max and uh, M2 Ultra chips. And, and the fact of the matter is, the Studio is as, has as much horsepower as the Pro. You, you just don't have flexibility in terms of, of putting in drives, drive types, GPUs um, in, in other cards that might be a specialty card, some sort of internal capture card or something like that. But for all practical purposes, the ultra is almost an equal. And in some cases people contend it's actually faster.
1: You know, I actually could see that. I mean, um, yeah, the smaller form factor is obviously a, uh, a smaller board in general. Um, so, physics tells us that, uh, that has the potential to be a bit faster. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, the PCIe, the, the, the expansion slots for me, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a pro. I don't understand.
0: You're, uh, you're, you're a pro. We'll call you a pro, but, but you still may not need one of these.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, uh, I don't see myself needing to expand upon them, what Apple offers. Now, I guess those get used in, you know, professional studios and things where uh, maybe different audio cards or something are needed for uh, different input. Um, but you know, from what I've seen on like a, a, a GPU front, support is not widely there either. So.
0: It, it's not. and And another thing has happened is that Apple has not kept up in terms of enhancements with Final Cut compared to some of the other high-end professional editing solutions, so a lot of people just move to PCs for that. Even if they're a Mac shop, they they move their stuff because of of using another platform for their high-end editing. So, uh,
1: yeah, and that's that's pretty unfortunate because Apple basically dominated that market for for so long.
0: Yeah, I mean really the leader but but once again i'm going to assume that they know who their customers are who's going to buy what and also what their profit margins are um has to be pretty steep on that pro model yeah so uh but if you don't sell volume yeah,
1: I mean, even the case alone, uh, the custom machine work that's going to be
0: uh, needed to to pull that thing off. Yeah. And uh so so the um the other big hardware thing they announced was a uh, 15.3 inch uh MacBook Air.
1: Yeah. Man, I would love to to get to see one of those in person. So as
0: luck would have it, all you have to do is look to your left. Oh, is that uh, is that what you're using here? Yeah, so um, so I re- I have had a 2019 Intel complete top of the line uh, MacBook Pro, and I replaced that uh, with this. And the only negative that in that transaction is that the screen on the MacBook Pro is uh is much better but this one is sufficient and um everything else you you could uh, the battery life on the intel macbook pro was awful you could cook dinner on it um the fans spun up for what it seemed nothing like like there were ghosts in the machine and it would spin up I
1: always assumed that Apple had built in a a hover feature, and that the fans were actually attempting to lift the MacBook off the table. But uh, one question I have: uh, so you had the uh, the kind of Mac Daddy Intel MacBook? I did. Yeah. Um, switching to this, uh, you know, you're still USB C as your only I O, uh, but you are down to two ports instead of four. Has that been any kind of limitation?
0: zero issue. I read about that. I hear people gnashing of the teeth. Um as you can tell from my laptop, I carry one of everything and I have lots of peripherals. Um it's not it's not been an issue. Um I do have uh, a portable dock with us if I needed it that's got HDMI, some USB, some USB-C um and, and some card slots, uh, SD, micro SD card slots, and I almost never use it. I'm, I'm able to drop a dongle on, do something, use wireless connectivity and all the all the options there. Some are better than others. You know, airdrop's not terrific at times. Um, but I there's not been any real negative. I, I toyed with getting the... 14-inch MacBook Pro, because I wanted to get the M2 chip, and uh, it has all the ports. And that just, um, it's just not been an issue. And uh, um, I have to say I'm a little surprised that that I haven't run into some situations, but it's just not a problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: I think that shows
1: that uh, Apple sometimes is better at predicting the future than than maybe anyone else. Uh, I remember back in 2016 when they initially launched uh, the USB-C only MacBook Pros. Uh, it was the first year that they did that, and uh, it, it was slightly painful for a couple of months, uh, primarily because I had MagSafe chargers, I had you know things that plugged in USB-A. Uh, Thunderbolt adapters and things that, that are necessary for, for my line of work. Uh, but after a couple of months, that became, you know, painless. Uh, but it, the, the model I had did have uh, four USB-C ports. And then uh, with the first round of Apple Silicon, the M1 series, I bought a, uh, the MacBook Air uh, as kind of my personal computer, but uh, over the, the machine I had been using for work. It, it, it outperformed it and it, it was a top of the line Core i9 Intel. Um, so this thing was lighter, uh, outperformed, battery was better, you know, just all around great. Uh, the, the downside was the two USB-C ports and, uh, it turned out that wasn't an issue at all. Um, so now today I, I do carry the 14 inch MacBook Pro just, uh, to have the, the powerhouse and, you know, a little bit more I/O on here than what you have on the air, but uh, I find myself using the MagSafe power because you know that's that's built in, which you have as well, actually, right? So, um, and then at most, usually one one other thing plugged in USB-C. Uh, it's very rare that I use the HDMI. I think I might have used the SD card maybe once. So,
0: yeah, and that's just been my experience. Uh as well, um, I did have some issues with this, uh, um, that I don't know that I ever shared with you. I shared with, uh, JFab HD. Um, I, I was actually kind of pissed. Um, it's the first time that, that while I did get good support from Apple, I didn't get, nobody followed up with me. It, uh, it fixed itself. So, so I got the new laptop. You open it, you set it up, you log into your your accounts. It logged into my iCloud account. Um, I've been an Apple fanboy so long, and Apple once upon a time messed up how they handled things, and and have yet to fully bring them back together. So I do have a separate account for the App Store. That's different from my iCloud account, um, and that's somewhat unusual. But there's there's more than a million of us like that, so it's mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not just a handful of people. But so then I went to download things from the App Store that um, I'd already bought, and they wouldn't come down. They would just it just flashed at me. As if, like, you hadn't purchased them? or No, it showed that I purchased them. They just wouldn't download. So I opened a ticket. I called in, and I went through a couple of people who didn't understand the two accounts. And so then we finally conclude, they concluded that, so they shipped me up to an engineering source. Uh, engineer and they concluded so so then we checked my intel macbook pro that i still had my iphone my ipad pro and if i went into the app store to download anything none of the devices could download anything Were, was the engineering resource like able to pinpoint why so we did screen shares. We did screen recordings because they're like, I've never seen this before. They looked at my account, you know, the, to see if, like, there was a payment issue. They looked on the billing side. They looked everywhere else. There, there was not an issue. And uh, they got a supervisor on, and they screen shared with me and they're doing all the same things and they're like hmm. well clearly this is a problem not just for your new device but all the devices we see no issues on either of your accounts at all nothing there are no flags there are no gotchas blah blah blah
1: and i'm sure they had you try like a different Wi-Fi connection, you know, just your basic things, right? So.
0: Yeah, we went through the whole litany of things that actually I had already tried. Sure. So so um, we did all those again. I, I was not willing to do re- OS reinstalls across all the devices because that's, yeah. that's just the bullshit answer when you don't have an answer. Well, let's right, try, and- let's try an, uh, an OS reinstall.
1: Right, and and this is happening across multiple devices on different OSs, right? And that so. was the
0: point I made because they yeah. were kind of... They were pushing for that? They were pushing for, for me to do that on both laptops, and I'm like, no, because it also doesn't work on iOS and iPadOS. So, um, so they opened a ticket, they sent all the stuff, copied me to engineering, and said it's in the queue, but it'll be a week before they look at it. I was like, wow, alright. So, I just kept using my iOS devices and my old Intel and uh, didn't hear anything from them. About four or five days later, I grabbed the the MacBook Air and, and just tried to download something I'd already bought. Zip, boop, it's there. So then I went in and grabbed a Free app that i didn 't already own and downloaded, so then I went to all my other devices and they all downloaded and uh, my ticket was closed, so i I uh, called Apple and uh, the ticket was closed. There was no resolution in their records of it, and uh, it just suddenly started working across all the devices
1: yeah, somebody somewhere found the problem and just didn't want to own up to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that classic, no trouble found. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm not going to say that I've ever done that in my professional career.
0: I have not because that's not the right thing to do. You own up to a problem. Yeah. (laughs) That was sure was a lukewarm. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. Was there anything else at WWDC that was released? I do feel like
1: there was, uh, at least one more thing.
0: Hmm. Oh, the Vision
1: Pro. The Vision Pro. What a name.
0: That is, uh, it is a name. Uh, it's an interesting device. So uh, uh, as, as I know you know, there is uh, a betting pool on who's going to get the, the Vision Pro when it uh, releases in 2024 first, me and I, or you. Oh, I, w- I was totally going to vote for uh, MKBHD. Well, he'll get one for yeah. sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm still on the fence on, uh, which of us is going to do it. Uh, I, I think there is a high likelihood that one, if not both of us, probably will. Um, the way that, uh, that it's sounding, limited production numbers and things, it's, it's kind of sounding like, uh, if you're going to do it, you probably need to make up your mind and, and do it early on that it, it may not, uh, be readily available after that until like a, a second generation possibly
0: so. yeah so the vision pro is augmented in virtual reality headset um, looks head and shoulders above um, better than anything else that has been on the market i'll tell you i've tried most of the things uh, that are on the market and they all made me sick uh, i get motion sickness pretty easily And so I was, um, you know, there were rumors about this, but I was pretty ambivalent and kind of reluctant in terms of my interest.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I'll say I I agree with you totally on on the looks of the device. I'm torn on uh, the materials choice, how that's going to work from a a weight on the front of the face. But uh, I, too, have tried a lot of the other companies' alternatives, uh, I actually own one headset uh, that the uh, the parent company—I oh, can't remember their name. It's such a meta name. Um, it used to be Oculus. We'll we'll start with that. So, right. Um, I I do enjoy it. Uh, I, it doesn't integrate with anything that I do regularly, so it is an additional effort for me to like go put on this headset to do anything. Uh, and even then, I'm, I'm kind of limited in my actions. So I, I have the similar issue of uh, motion sickness, uh, but it, it is contained to any VR app that uh, the character is moving around in the VR world while you are staying still. Uh, my brain can't process that, and I, I can handle about 30 seconds before I'm going to get sick. Uh, I am able to do stationary games, um, so I, I play a couple with some people, uh, and then a an, an very popular app, Beat Saber, uh, is pretty much uh, the only reason I think I keep the thing uh, because you're up and moving. It it does the head tracking and, and stuff that's necessary to keep me from getting sick, and uh, it's enough movement. But but yeah, I definitely get the uh, the, nause- the nauseous feelings. So.
0: I uh so the the initial reviews from the people that got to to at least try it on and, and have a demo. Nobody was really let to run with it at the demo and do their own thing. It was very narrowly focused. Apple keeping things very close because it was really a pre pre release version that they were showing off. But uh everybody um uh, reported that normally gets motion sickness, that they didn't feel any motion sickness at all. The other thing that makes me feel better is, is I follow Alex Lindsay. Um, he's a regular on MacBreak Weekly, but he does a lot of other stuff. Uh, his main platform is Office Hours, which is just an incredible collaborative uh, uh, effort that happens every single day. The uh, people get together and talk about uh, um, technology subjects and how things work and um, he He uh, is kind of an expert in that environment, and uh, he was a developer on uh, Star Wars, the original star wars okay so um, he talked about what what minimum spec your eyes needed to overcome motion sickness from a scientific standpoint and it looks like apple met that threshold it looks like they're right at that threshold so they're sure. not way above it but it looks like they met that threshold so then you have to have um, applications i'm i'm not a gamer um but i'm an early adopter i like technology i could see myself um Looking stuff up on the Internet, Internet, or I could see myself sitting there with my uh, Vision Pro and calling Chris and having him Google stuff for me.:
1: Yeah,: Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of things to overcome uh, when, when we're looking at a virtual reality or augmented reality, or this mixed reality that, that it appears Apple is really going for. And I think, uh, one, what you said is is definitely the application, right? So uh, with the, the Quest headset that I have, um, it, it does not lend itself well to productivity apps. It is primarily gaming for me. Uh, I've seen some apps for the pro- productivity side. No, nothing of interest for me. Uh, I've even tried using it as like a... Uh, just a virtual desktop, so extending like a computer screen onto it to be able to use that. And where it falls apart is uh, it doesn't do the blending uh, of the real world with the virtual world very well. So uh, interaction is always kind of a pain. You can't see your keyboard. You can't see your mouse, things like that. Um, so, so that's not been good for me. So uh, it'll be interesting to see like the adoption of applications on the Vision Pro. Uh, but, I do want to point out Apple took a totally different approach than I think uh, anybody saw coming from a uh, how you interact with the device uh, it's it 's not the traditional methods
0: yeah, and so uh, we're already seeing the developer kids went out apples swore everybody to secrecy in terms of uh, talking about the hardware but uh, we're already seeing. Some people uh, kind of riff on their applications that they have on other platforms, and so our uh, friend and sometimes co-host here, JFab HD, uh, a day or two ago, sent me a uh, two pictures of a Mastodon client that we both uh, have and and uh, utilize. I utilize a couple of Mastodon clients, but uh, but this is uh, Ice Cubes and um, he sent two pictures of um of their vision pro uh uh development and uh i have to say that um i could i could see myself browsing the social media that i utilize if they have a good app um and just sitting there and consuming content and and you're not because it it has some pass through technology you 're not really detached from the world, so it 's not like you 're sitting there and and can 't see things around you and have interactions if necessary so uh, i could I could see doing that surfing the internet, uh, using uh, apps for yeah. consuming content um, i I could see honestly um, sitting on my deck having a beer, and watching YouTube videos.
1: I think that that is probably one of the biggest use cases I would probably get out of it. Um, personally enjoy uh, good 3D content and things, and I think this will be the device for that. I think uh, Apple has probably spent a lot of time research development uh, on just the lenses alone. And that, that's been one of my Uh, primary complaints with the headset that i have is it uses uh traditional fresnel lenses which are uh, kind of grooved uh they sit relatively close to the eye and uh you you kind of notice them Uh, at least with the the lower resolution screen you can you can kind of make out pixels you see these these kind of rings built into what you're looking at and and i think Apple took a, a different approach, uh, doing a pancake lens so it's multiple lens elements stacked, uh, laminated together as far as I understand. Um, so I think that that's going to be uh, big on, on what they're trying to do. Uh, but you brought up the uh, the pastor. I think that was uh, a big thing for this is they don't want you cut off from the real world. They're, they're not trying to to be like a a high-end gaming headset at least from from what i'm seeing so far. Uh so they want you to still be attached to the real world. In fact, so much so they they introduced a different screen on the device other than what you're going to see using it.
0: Right, so that people can uh you can appear to be looking at and and uh engaging with people and other people while you're using the device and and I- I think that's a big plus plus. And, and along those lines kind of how you were saying so so in our house you know there's there's just two of us now and we we like to hang out and be together but we we have some common interest from a consumption standpoint but but then we have some some pretty different interests so i don't um I don't look at TikTok videos and and Jenny can spend hours uh, on TikTok and, and things like that. I, on the other hand, like tech videos. But those, if they're playing on the TV in the living room, they're probably interfering a little bit with her experience with on her phone yeah. and watching the TikToks. So I could see... Me watching those things with uh a vision pro but still being present so she and i can have conversations yeah and 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 be engaged uh and and communicating and things and the other thing is she has a job where she's on call every other night and every other weekend and so when i'm watching content and she gets a call um we have to quickly one of us look for the remote control and and hit pause or hit the mute button because uh you know she needs to have professional sound no background noises and, and such so um so this would solve that as well yeah definitely uh, so you you said 3D video did did you really mean to say spatial video <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely uh, and and we'll probably hit on that a a little bit more later.
0: Uh. Why don't we transition to that? And won't we, why don't we start opposite of what Apple did? And why don't we start with the technology that we're most interested in, and finish cool. up with with the least interesting to us?
1: Yeah. Well, can I ask one question first? Sure. Yeah. So Jenny's uh, interest in the Vision Pro is that
0: is she interested at all or you know she's watched the videos, and I, I think the answer is, she, we we always joke that she's a geek by proxy, meaning yeah. she picks up uh, tech stuff from me, and so uh, um, I have less patience for people that need tech help and have not even bothered to try. Yeah, so. Um, so she helps those people that are in our realm, so uh, if you didn 't even bother to look something up or try, you just said uh, help i 'm drowning as you 're standing in ankle deep deep water then um, i i I just don 't have a good bedside manner while you 're up to your ankles in uh, water and you 're screaming that you 're drowning so So she handles those and and has developed a really good foundation. Uh, of tech stuff and and she does like we've got I got her set up at the funeral home and they do streaming of some services and stuff and she can do that without my interaction now and 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 stuff and and there are there it's not like some of the stuff you and I use from an Apple standpoint the streaming stuff doesn't have an easy button so yeah yeah so, so I think though $35.99, Thirty five ninety nine. She immediately, or thirty four ninety nine. She immediately um, turns her ears off because yeah. at that price point, um, she would look at it. Uh, even if I were buying it for her, she would look at it as uh, way too big of an investment for sure. a piece of technology. Yeah,
1: and and some my Jenny Megan uh, similar. Uh, background and things to that as well and so she's watched all the videos on this as well um you know she's much more a well i want to try it before i decide if i'm going to buy it uh, whereas i'm more of a well i'm
0: going to buy it so that i can try it build it and we'll figure out if we like it. if we don't like it we'll sell the shit yeah yeah absolutely we, have, so- we have enough gullible friends to buy our old technology
1: Maybe one in particular? Maybe. So now both of us have to rush to sell these things later. I,
0: I think we're going to like them.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, but so so Megan's, uh, like I said, kind of interested, not interested at the price point it's at. But uh, what I find interesting is uh, Apple's approach. And I, I think it's important for this device to be very personal. Uh, but uh, the sizing and all the different even... Uh, the. The parts that are going to contact your face will be essentially custom, meaning it's not a very shareable device.
0: Right, and and they did say that they'll they plan to support multiple accounts, I believe. But as you just described, it's it's really sized, and and for example, um, for people with glasses, they they can actually manage your prescription in there. That is the other thing that I'm unclear about. So I 99% of the time wear my contacts, my contacts are multifocal yeah. contacts. Um, and if I don't wear my contacts, as you've seen on this trip, I You're generally useless. don't have anything on because I can see the iPad and phone screens much better. Now, if we had turned the TV on, I couldn't see the TV. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm a little, I'm interested in whatever guidance they have on, on how you, you do that. I also wouldn't want to have to take my contacts out every time I put those on. So that would be, that would be a barrier of entry for me from a utilization standpoint. Yeah.
1: So I think if I, if I remember reading correctly that the, the lenses that you can get, the uh, prescription, uh, I believe they magnetically attach on the inside. So they should yeah. uh, be easy enough to you know, put them on, take them off, uh, if you're wearing your contacts, whatever. Uh, I am curious, how much extra are you going to have to pay to get those prescription lenses? Uh, and then, like you said, if they do support multiple user accounts, I assume we'll be buying uh, multiple... I, I don't even know what to call it, but the the face piece and and maybe the head strap.
0: Yeah, and, I, and it's still unclear to me. So, if if the screens are so close to my eye, why couldn't? Why do I need any corrected? Contact? You, you would almost think
1: they could fix that in software,
0: right? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just maybe math. there's like something. Just to do that. Right, literally, it's just, just math. math.
1: So I've actually been curious about that on other headsets for a while, but I assume people smarter than me have uh, determined that that is not the way.
0: So, um, so let's say we had this Vision Pro. One of the features was uh, kind of uh, spatial video, is what they called it, but it kind of had a 3D look and that the focus points and the peop- and then the things that aren't focused on kind of look separated and and and
1: i think they said it's even like more than just like a layer of separation it's not flat right um so according to their own terms it's like you're there again
0: right yeah like you're there again so um um it seems like you'd want to have ways to record that so how would you do that
1: yeah, so it definitely looked pretty interesting the way that they demoed that. Um I think the the video they showed was a uh potentially a dad filming uh what looked like a birthday party. Um so he's participating with a, you know, a, a milestone event with his his kids presumably uh wearing a uh you know, a, a bulky VR headset and uh that's how they're going to remember it. So, so to me that was kinda of like, man, the the video is probably gonna be awesome. Is it worth it for that experience though? And but, uh,
0: but I but I think as we've transitioned to the Apple event, I think we have a solution already, don't we?
1: Yeah. And uh I'm actually curious if I guess it depends on, on how Apple handles uh the uh the format for these these spatial videos. Uh, if if this will come to other devices, uh, but with the launch of the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max, um, you you can shoot spatial video with uh, with it using the, I believe the is it the ultra wide lens and then the main main sensor.
0: Yeah, it uses uh, the ultra wide and and the main lens and creates spatial video and so um, somebody got clarification from apple and so if you record it in that manner and you just look at it on a non-vision pro device it'll just look like a normal video right and if you look at it on on the vision pro then you'll have that separation and multi-dimensional sort of feel yeah, I think the description was
1: it's like, uh, you know, everything is kind of filmed for what would what would be shown to to your left eye in the Vision Pro being kind of the primary image, uh, and then the right eye being kind of the extra data, the the depth and, and everything showing up. Um, so then, when you view that on a two D device like your phone, your iPad, then then you're you're essentially getting just the left eye data.
0: So so the things we're interested in. Um, it's our podcast, so we can talk about what we want and not talk about the other stuff. So, so you and I are clearly uh, uh, pro phone users. So, so yep. what were your thoughts about the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max? And um, what did you buy? What, what did you pre-pre-order? Yes,
1: yeah, so I have
0: pre-pre-ordered.
1: Um, chose to go with the, uh, the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Uh, natural titanium because I think that is a sexy color um, i 'm going to stick with the the two hundred fifty six gigs of storage that 's what my current phone has i 'm only about halfway there um, just don 't see the need to bump that up right now uh, but before you tell us what you 're going pre pre order because or unless you already have i, I we haven 't talked about it um, yeah, i I really I'm upset that Apple did not go for the iPhone 15 Ultra name, and we can discuss why after you tell us what your your phone is going to be this year.
0: Well, I think the Ultra name. I I, I think there were too many people cooking up rumors, and we started getting iPhone 16 rumors before the iPhone 15 was announced. Possibly. So, um, because we got... A great number of the features that were rumored in in the the have the 15 pros so so i got the uh the blue and my current uh phone is a uh 512 it's a 14 pro max and it's got 512 gig of storage and uh I'll check my available space, and I had 570 gig available. Uh, so, um, so I um, think
1: we chalked that up to you—you uh, you buying too many Apple products, and that your current phone got nervous during the event and just magically spewed out some more storage in an attempt to get you to keep it just a bit longer.
0: And I think that's logical. But I think what's probably more likely, and, and we we agreed we weren't going to talk about software from WWDC, but but just indulge me for a second. There is a prevalent thought amongst a large body of longtime Apple users, people that are more professional Apple, Apple users versus just. Regular consumers and and Apple uh, releases a new version of iOS every year and they release a new version of mac OS every year and and they do all the iOS things, so that includes TV OS and ipad OS and the fact of the matter is the quality of all of those platforms is suspect stay suspect and I will tell you many times I haven't upgraded a Mac OS because I needed stability because some apps weren't performing well uh, that I use on a regular basis. So I would go months and months and months after the release before I would would uh, do that. My situation's changed now because I'm I'm not relying on any particular machine as much as I needed to. But, um, that's a bug so 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 the amount of space available is a bug. and when I googled it, it's been a bug since iOS fifteen and Apple has committed to fix it. We're getting ready to roll into iOS seventeen, and each fifteen and sixteen have had many, many release versions within. You know, point releases within, and I'm completely up to date, and I still have a phone that's got a two-year-old a, bug. Uh, yeah, and and um, a likely easy to fix. I mean, I think what you
1: said uh, a little bit earlier kind of applies here, but this might explain why uh, on the Vision Pro that you do need physical lenses for for the glasses, uh, because obviously doing. The math is pretty hard.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I still take Apple's OS's over uh, Microsoft's or anybody else's. Yeah, but for sure, but they're clearly across all their platforms, they they could spend more time uh, polishing and tuning and. And let and have less emphasis on an annual update and I think that would be well served um, I, I don't I don't see people clamoring for um, oh I need I need iOS 18 I need iOS 19 I see people that want uh, stuff to work and they want features periodically and there's no reason that within an existing version. They can't roll out a new feature and, and do a publicity splash for it. They release stuff all the time where they don't hold an event. And, uh, you know, so there's no reason they couldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, I agree.
1: Um, overall, if, if the bug that I'm having to deal with is that my phone reports the, uh, the incorrect available storage on, on one screen, I'll take that over the bugs I see in the other OS's uh, night and day. Like, I mean, I I have an Android phone that I carry as well, and it's just, it it makes the iPhone look, like,
0: perfect. Sure, sure, but um, I don't think Apple compares themselves to Windows or to Android devices or any other devices. I think they... They set their own standards. They set their own standards, and I I just feel like they could, uh, and, and I'm not alone. There's there's a lot of people that talk about this on a regular basis. Just um, do a little better on quality control, be a little more responsive on on fixes, and don't leave them out there so long. And uh, I just I just don't feel like anybody's clamoring for an annual release.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think that's that's pretty dated at this point, but uh, that's probably a a lot about software that that's probably enough on software if we want to go back we we still don't know what did mixy wonders order we know it's blue it's titanium we know it's uh, yeah i
0: got the iphone uh 15 pro max blue 512, same storage 512 same okay storage. okay yeah gotcha. f- same same storage um i as you know i'm trying to capture a lot of content And, um, I don't think I need 512, but when you look at, um, when you look at what they did this year with, with moving up from 12 megapixel to 24 megapixel, um, they're handling some of that a little differently. They've improved all of the, the lenses, on the, the phone you and I are getting, they have a 120 millimeter equivalent that, unless I misunderstood it, that's also a 24 megapixel uh, image. So um, those files are big, bigger.
1: So, so I'm kind of confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading that it's a 24 megapixel default image. It, it's actually, okay, yeah, I remember this now, it's a, it's a 48 megapixel sensor, but a a 24 megapixel image.
0: Right. But our current phones that you and I have are also, no, it's also a 48. Uh, no, no, you have that. I'm on a 13 pro. Ah, I'm sorry. So, yeah. I, for some reason I thought, yeah, so I have that, but they, but they pixel bent it down to a 12 megapixel image. So, so, and, and I've listened to countless, descriptions for sony cameras and the current iphone 14 about pixel binning and and i'll tell you i don't know what the hell they're talking about other than it's not a great thing to pixel bin in most cases but there are a handful of situations where it makes sense but um but this is a, a an improvement. Now you could get a forty eight megapixel image in the fourteen if you shot in Camera Raw. Yeah, and I think that's the case moving forward. Still, right? So it, it is for forty eight, but, yeah. but 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 twenty four is just a standard. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the new
1: default image resolution. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a huge improvement. That if you're, and especially if you're doing any. Um, cropping at all of your pictures and post, um, doubling that is is gives you a lot more data to to work with without any yeah. degradation or any significant degradation so uh, um, although i i what I try to do on my current phone is shoot on the main sensor as much as possible because that is the one. It's a 48 megapixel, yeah. and it's pixel binning down to 12. The others are just 12. Yeah. So, so my camera has um, a 0.5, a one, a two, and a three X lens. And so only, but I think
1: the the two X is it's a crop, right? It, right.
0: It's not a physical lens, right? So, yeah. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so. You and I both got the 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 biggest phone and the the pro phone with the uh the most features yeah and in
1: true apple fashion we have to we have to have some new terminology to to talk about some of the things. Um, you know there was a lot of rumor and speculation uh, that that the fifteen pro max was going to include. A periscope lens, which is is gaining popularity in the in the Android ecosystem, uh, I have to agree with a, a few others that I've heard kind of state this that that is it's just not elegant enough for Apple uh, because it does actually involve like moving parts inside the phone. Uh, it takes up a lot of space as well, and so with that uh, with that five x telephoto lens, the uh, the hundred and twenty millimeter equivalent you were talking about. Uh, our new Apple term is that that lens uses a tetraprism design.
0: Right, they just make shit up all the time. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, a, th-
1: there are people whose full-time job is what word salad can you create today?
0: And and I for one am glad that there was no discussion of aluminium in this uh, keynote, and that uh, titanium was just called titanium.
1: Yeah, I mean. It it did feel like they talked a lot about the new frame, uh but not in a bad way, definitely not that uh, that Johnny Ives
0: aluminium just montage of of the past. So the other thing about the, the the Max before we we head uh uh down the product line is uh the lens also has a uh an F two point eight aperture. So that's that's huge in terms of how much light can be let in. So I always get this
1: backwards. I'm not uh, not big in photography. Bigger numbers
0: better or smaller numbers better? Smaller number is better. So okay. So for example, uh, some common. If we were talking about uh, Sony, uh, Canon, Fuji, whatever, uh, full frame or yeah. APS-C cameras, a uh, you now you can do better than a 2.8. Um, so, I mean, I've heard the
1: number 1.4 pretty regularly.
0: Right. So, places, so, so the the prime image, the the prime lenses, um, you can get a 1. 1.2, 1. 1.4, 1. 1.8. I just got Jenny a 1.8, 85 millimeter 1.8 uh, for her Sony uh, mirrorless camera. Mm-hmm. But all of those are super stupid expensive. Let me give you an example. Um, so Sony just released a new um, seventy to two hundred zoom lens mm-hmm. with optical stabilization in the lens and at f it's an f four throughout the range okay so f four is pretty darn terrific but not as good as two point eight sure. It's sixteen ninety nine just for the lens, just for the lens that that's not including the camera body it's just the lens wow I'm not done so if you wanted that same lens, they have the same seventy to two hundred lens and an f two point eight it's twenty eight ninety nine yeah i'm going to buy a vision pro before I buy that so so you you see that, that to me that shows how compelling getting an f two point eight lens in yeah. this kind of device is, and, and what that will will mean. There were a number of people. So I, the versatility is also pretty
1: interesting there too, right? Because you're talking a lens that is seventy millimeter to two hundred. Sure, the the new iPhone uh, Pros are not. 200 but 120 is pretty respectable um, but they they go quite a bit lower than than the 70 as well right so
0: right but I was just using that as an example Apple yeah. all, or uh, Sony for example also has a uh, 20 to 70 and they have one that's an F point4 and one that's a F 2.8 yeah and there's a huge the same sort of plateau of difference yeah. there and and so a uh, lenses with with an aperture that gives you more flexibility especially in low light and and non um optimal situations um is a big deal and so I think it'll be interesting to see what what happens here a number of you know I'm a camera geek too and and a number of the people I follow uh in fact one um one guy, I bought, a, I bought a class for Jenny, a photography class, a week-long class that was taught in South Beach, and um, um, we went down and rented a room, and Jenny went to the class all week. I, I tagged along and kind of was, was like a driver for some of the photographers, but uh, they took them out to Ybor City. They did uh, Sunrise on the Beach. They did, um, um, there's a museum down there and I can never remember the name. And, uh, but it, it kind of rhymes with, uh, um, uh, di- some of the diehard stuff. So I just always called it YubiKai motherfucker. Um, <laughs> uh, because it, it, so it just sounds a reminder, similar. you now have to put the explicit tag on this podcast. I, I just automatically do it. Okay. It's, it's just a rule. So, um, um, f- he's still a, a canon shooter, and he's been a professional photographer as a photographer and as a teacher for forty years. But he's now doing iPhone photography classes and photo walks and trips, that's and that's interesting. And that's before the fifteen. Now he didn't start doing it until. The, the 14 Pros came out, which were a, a big leap ahead of yeah. the 13s. So um, I think we're getting to that point where maybe you can't do, what, a 70 to 200 or a 400 to 600 or a 400 fixed or 600 fixed and and things like that. But But the computational photography... Built into the software along with some pretty good lenses suddenly makes the phone not only, you know, they say the best camera is the camera you have with you, but it's starting to get close to where the phone maybe is just the best camera for everybody except if you have some specialized, very long-distance need. In fact, even now with continuity camera, the best camera you can use to film yourself for a podcast or a Zoom is, is to buy a bracket, put it on your laptop, and use your, your iPhone as your webcam.
1: Yeah, I personally have done that with a, uh, a MagSafe tripod mount in my own office uh, rather than using the built-in webcam. Uh, on on my MacBook because I'm I'm like I've already bought this this phone why not use its cameras for my webcam versus buying a a separate webcam that honestly is not going to have as good a picture quality
0: so. now your phone the, in the last two models the phone is is better in in a and I'm I'm doing this on a 13 be, Pro right. which doesn't even have
1: like the the 48 megapixel sensor. Uh, that that's being pixel binned. it it's just the twelve megapixel sensor and it 's still you know light years ahead of you know webcam technology in my opinion, uh, but I do have a question for you, okay, so you stuck with the uh, the five hundred and twelve gigs of storage, which I think makes sense uh, given that you're gonna magically create more storage uh, with your new phone, hopefully for sure, yeah um, did you consider stepping down in storage or consider buying one with more storage uh, and the reason I suggest potentially stepping down is uh, there's another new thing with the iPhone that I think could impact workflows quite a bit and that is uh, we no longer have a lightning port
0: yeah you, you know um, so what I have unlike our friend JFABHD who makes fun of my storage arrays at home. Sure. So, I, so I have a Synology NAS, and before that I had a couple of Drobo NASes. And, and then I also have a couple of standalone devices that I, I do both backup or high-speed storage uh, for for content. Um, I'm grabbing a lot of content, and I need storage. And and the thing that I don't ever want to be in a situation is having to do the storage dance. So I did not consider going smaller, and I did consider going larger. But I think what I'm going to do is, this was my first year at 512, so I'm going to see what the 16 holds and the 16 could drive me up to the next level, depending on, yeah. on how my year goes. I, I could see Apple potentially,
1: uh, with the 16 Pros at least next year, uh, changing the starting memory option uh, and kind of getting rid of that 128 gig that's available this year only on the 15 Pro. It's not available on the Max. And if I remember correctly... Um, they they offered it on the the 14 Pro Max uh and they they offered it on the 13 Pro Max that that I have as well now I have the 256 gig model uh and and the reason that pushed me over the edge to do that back then uh wasn't necessarily storage needs but if you wanted to capture uh, I believe that was the first ProRes video phone uh that one the the storage requirements are pretty heavy uh, but to the uh, the 128 gig storage that was in the phone wasn't fast enough. You needed the 256 gig uh, model to get the the read write speeds to store ProRes video.
0: Yeah, and that's um, interestingly that's a nuance thing that have caught people. But but that same thing applies on their comp- other computing devices yeah. as well. When you when you buy-in at that lowest point it's usually not as fast
1: yeah and i think that's kind of across the tech industry right i mean uh everybody knows about chip binning right so like apple selling m1 and m2 processors on on hardware and offering some that are six core seven core versus the eight core yeah they're only making one chip there's just you know problems with you know, potentially one core on some of those, so they get bent down to to be the six or seven core model, whichever.
0: So, uh, right, and and to to give you an example, um, this was a um, uh, a busy year for me in terms of uh, spending money. So um, after I bought this 15 inch MacBook Air, which by the way, I got the two terabyte storage on it. Yeah. So same, same reason for your, for my answer on the phone. Um, and then I also, uh, sold my Intel laptop and was able to take the money I made from that. And it really only cost me, um, Apple care and, and taxes, I was able to go and I bought a Mac Mini that's an M2. But but what I did is I got the uh, M2 Pro chip. And so when you look at the Mac Minis, which are a terrific platform, but um, the memory bandwidth is 100 gigabits per second. And on the Pro chip, it's double that. So it's 200 gigabits yeah. per second. And and so so that's across your all of your that's your 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 what we would traditionally call your RAM and your storage. So 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 that that throughput is, is doubled there and um, and so that's what they've also done on, on these new phones. And and we talked about this a little bit uh, off the podcast, but the USB C speeds on the two Pro phones are faster than the USB-C speeds on the regular iPhone 15s in terms of, of uh, uh, transfer speeds.
1: Yeah, so I think the, uh, the, the regular models are going to be the 480 megabits a second, the, uh, the USB 2.0 speeds, uh, and then the, uh, the Pro models, uh, the, the A17 Pro chip, that it's inside the phone has a new USB 3 controller uh that the A16 did not have uh which is what's in the 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 regular model phones and because of that the uh the pros get the the USB 3 transfer speeds it is interesting to me that they didn't go as far as to like go ahead and make it thunderbolt uh that we stuck USB 3 but you do get you know 10 gigs a second which is it's, yeah, it's respectable right like uh but you don't get the cable to support that in the box, you got to buy that separate
0: yeah and and back to that ultra i I think they have strategically done things like not include Thunderbolt and that that's an iPhone sixteen pro max ultra down the road
1: yeah i I think you're probably right there, and i'm a i'll admit that I'm being extremely petty when I say that I wish they had done this. Um, I'm going to go all the way back to the iPhone 12 Pros. Um, so you had the, the Pro and the Pro Max back then. Uh, I believe that was the first phone that Apple introduced uh, the optical image stabilization um, that was the sensor shift where the whole sensor moved. Uh, but that was only on the 12 Pro Max. It, it was not on the 12 Pro. Exactly. Uh, it did come to the 13 Pro um and it stuck around right um but for the 13 and the 14 the uh the only difference in hardware was the screen size and so you go and look at like the iPhone and the iPhone plus so the 15 plus and and the 15 and and the 14 plus and the 14 uh every year the the only difference between those is screen size and obviously battery size because they have more room for for a bigger battery uh, but on the Pro models this year, uh, for the first time since the, the 12 Pro, there's actually the hardware difference of that Tetra Prism lens, that, that 5X, uh, zoom lens that you're gonna have only on the, the Pro Max. And so to me, having the hardware difference, I think it would almost be more appropriate to have you know, the iPhone 15 Pro and the iPhone 15 Ultra, because there is difference.
0: And, and I don't disagree. I I think Apple has a long history of the marketing department and the engineering departments are fairly siloed, which Apple does that to keep stuff secret. Yeah. But... um this is, and you described it, it's not unusual for there to be feature disparity. And and I think they explain it off, but I, I think some of it ends up being um, the way they silo things and less communication that goes on between engineering and, and uh, marketing uh, and that need-to-know sort of thing. Uh, across their teams. So certainly in at the tops of those organizations, the people know what's going on, but the people that are largely responsible for the work likely are, are fairly siloed. Um, going downstream and kind of keeping that, that thought process, So, so what they did with the iPhone 15 and the 15 Plus is they brought, uh, many of the features forward that were on the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max over one of the big ones being Dynamic Island. What yeah. What is your um, – I, I use Dynamic Island, and I think it's a bonus, but what's – how do you feel about Dynamic Island? Yeah,
1: I, I don't want to comment too much on it because I am on a, a 13 Pro, so I haven't been using it personally um, it wasn't enough of a feature for me at the launch of the 14, uh, to the, the 14 Pro to, to jump to it. Uh, I will say the notch is starting to get a little long in the tooth. And so I, I'm kind of excited to get that myself this year on the 15, uh, Pro. But, uh, I think it, it's, it's going to get better being on the iPhone 15, uh, because it'll, it'll reach the masses a lot more. And so developers will probably put more into it with their own apps. Um, So I imagine that that's going to become kind of a core piece of the iPhone for quite a while.
0: Yeah, so so I enjoy it for uh, some of the uh, content consumption apps that I use, and that shows up in there. Um, When I get a phone call, if Jenny calls me, it shows up in there, Yeah. and and that looks cool uh, and is functional. Um, I'll tell you the biggest use is I order my breakfast every morning and uh, close my phone. using, uh, And then uh, I rub Pearl the Wonder Woman's head and tell her I'll be back with her biscuit that she gets every day from McDonald's. And, uh, and then I'll head up and get in line at the local McDonald's. And while I'm waiting in line, I'll, I'll look at a social media app. I'll read my email uh, because I'm just setting there in line, and then when I get up to the uh, the um, menu to, to tell them my order number, I don't have to go and look for the app I don't have to page to a folder I don't have to swipe up and look at my you know recent apps that yeah. are open. Um, I just touch the dynamic island and my order number comes up, and I can tell them that it's QC79.
1: Yeah. So for that reason, I, that, that's probably like one of the, the reasons I'm really excited for the feature for myself. Um, I think Apple historically has done really well with notifications showing up at the right time. Uh, for instance, if you book a flight through any of the the major airlines and you show up at the airport and your boarding pass just shows up, uh, but it does take up the screen real estate and things and and I've, I've seen that kind of fail a little bit in the past uh, to where now I'm having to like dig around and open the wallet app or you know remember double click the side button to, to get that to pop up and this is showing you kind of front and center it's just right in that dynamic island ready to go
0: yeah so um so i'm I'm hopeful that now that they're moving that forward, there'll be other apps but 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 there are enough apps for me that I view it as a positive feature, and I would not want them to take away dynamic island and and let's not kid anybody. The notch is still there; they just put a big tattoo over it called Dynamic Island. And make it pretend like there's no notch there, but there's absolutely still a notch in every single new iPhone.
1: Man, even back in 2017, when they introduced the notch, I think every render I saw initially uh, kind of had that Dynamic Island vibe to it, that it was... They weren't going to show the notch that it, it was going to stay black and have like the rounded corners to make it look like the screen, uh, cut off a little lower, almost like it had in, in some cases, like an Android phone has a, a chin. Uh, this would have a forehead, uh, and that the time and, and your cell strength and battery and things like that would all stay, uh, up in, in this OLED screen and, and the blacks be so good that you couldn't differentiate that that was actually the screen and not just the border and then uh you know obviously that didn't happen uh, we got the iconic look of the notch um yeah it's still there the the hardware's still there it's there's a portion of that screen that is not screen right there they're just dynamically changing an island it's around just, it so. it's
0: just an island yeah <laughs> so um uh, we're going a little long so so let's Let's maybe try to close up. So um so they made some changes for the AirPods before we get to the uh uh watches. Um the AirPods Pro will have a uh, USB C case. Yep. And, and did you see we were we were talking about um um support for AirPods or for uh Vision Pro. Yeah. So I came
1: across an article and I've now come across multiple people kind of confirming the same information that, uh, the new AirPods Pro 2, keeping the same name, uh, it was thought that the only change was that the case was USB-C instead of Lightning, uh, to give you, you know, that accessory that you could carry, uh, one cable charges all, um, Turns out it's not exactly the case. So it looks like they did update the hardware of the uh, AirPods Pro 2 as well. Um, so a, a, a dust rating now that that wasn't there at all uh, previously. Uh, as well as support for lossless audio when paired with an Apple Vision Pro, which just to me is like so hyper-specific. The hardware there and to you don't, do it on And you on don't get devices. that with a...
0: AirPods Pro 2
1: Lightning. Correct. Uh, unless that were to change. I mean, the H2 chip that powers them is, is still the same. So I'm not sure if there's like some other hardware change that we're not aware of yet. Uh, but it does look like that is going to be limited to the USB-C model.
0: I think maybe we just fall back to that previous discussion about engineering and marketing not always being on the same page. Yeah. I, You know, I really hope Apple doesn't stick with that
1: and that that my airpods pro 2 with lightning uh get this lossless audio feature granted i'm not an audiophile i may not notice the difference but I, I did purchase the product and i am planning right now you're hearing it here first to purchase the apple vision pro when it's available and so i would like to be able to use all the features
0: yeah and not have to buy Something that has marginally, yeah,
1: it's features. not. It's not a revision. Well, it, it's a minor revision. It's not yep. even enough that they announced anything besides, hey, hey, we had a case with USB C now. So, uh, yeah. but it does also. This is kind of neat for me at least. Uh, it enables you to plug your AirPods case directly into your iPhone, and your iPhone can charge the AirPods case.
0: And and you and I. Probably differ on this, but I just think that's bad shit crazy. Because your phone is your most important device. You should charge your phone, and your AirPods take almost no time to charge. So you should just be a responsible adult. And if you charge those before you leave the house, they will last you all day, and you don't need to do any of that crap. And as soon as you start using your phone to charge other devices, you're going to run it, your you're phone. You're hurting down. your own experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so
1: I don't see myself using that feature often, if ever. Um, I guess it's kind of nice to have in a pinch if you need it. Uh, I mistakenly misunderstood during the announcement that uh, that they had enabled... Re, uh, wireless like reverse wireless charging so like i could plug my iphone up and put it face down on a table and then like set my airpods on the back of the phone uh, and i've even heard apple watch as well uh, since you'll be able to plug that cable physically into the phone to charge your watch uh, but I, I thought that they were talking about reverse wireless charging and and was a little excited there just for the fact that i you know i could charge or carry you know one block one cable All three devices and be good to go Um, but that's not the case so
0: that is by the way a fairly heavy rumor for the new ipad pros for next year
1: yeah i've heard that one for uh for a good bit now at least uh, over the
0: last year or so Uh, one other thing we should cover before the watch is uh the new the two new tiers for icloud plus because i'm sure Everybody that listens to this podcast was anxiously awaiting a six and twelve terabyte um, um, upgrade to uh, to storage.
1: <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Have you seen the pricing for that? I mean, I it's have. like a no brainer. Everybody's going to subscribe, right? So,
0: yeah, like everybody, meaning nobody.
1: Yeah. Was the the six terabyte was? was it, Thirty a month, I think so. And then, if you if you do opt to double that storage to twelve terabyte, they'll give you the uh, the massive discount of doubling that price too. So.
0: Yeah, um, but now in fairness, that also is a family price. So if you have a family that goes towards a family plan, so if you had uh, a spouse and several kids that that might be cost-effective. I don't know. Yeah. So I,
1: I, I will ask, are you uh, excited that you're going to get to sunset one of your NAS units at home uh, and then hand Apple $60 a month for iCloud storage now?
0: No, no. We're going to keep the NAS. Might even get another NAS as a backup NAS um, because I can uh, <laughs> I can buy a whole lot of drives for a NAS for uh, that much money a month.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, my personal NAS at home is like twenty terabytes of storage. Um, I might have seven, eight hundred dollars in it, drives included. Um, so yeah. know, and, and there's a RAID setup on it. So like, the, it's got redundancy. I, I think I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna withhold from giving Apple the sixty
0: bucks a month. And it's highly available. Where uh, iCloud is probably. When you look at Dropbox and Google Drive, iCloud probably has more outages than than their competition.
1: And unless it's changed, like you could only access it on Apple devices, right? Like, can you browse to a website and manage your files? You you
0: can. You You can can now. Okay, you can log in.
1: Yeah. See, originally you couldn't do that, and I haven't given it a shot since they've introduced that because, like, Dropbox, Google Drive. I'm going to say it, even OneDrive was just better
0: originally? Sure. I have um, forced myself to kind of try to use iCloud Drive as my daily driver and for things I'm going to – less archival and more active utilization. Um, And the challenge – for me continues to be the files app on the iPhone and the iPad are just train wrecks. They uh you can't sort things the way you wanna you would traditionally sort it on a computer. It's harder to find things. I mean I guess the plus side is you do
1: finally have access to at least what looks like a file system to be able to manage things. But I I agree it's it's not intuitive or user friendly
0: really yeah the way i've had to fix some things is is like i've got set up folder structures so that i know what folder to go look in so if there's healthcare stuff or i get some digital magazines and they show up that way and so i drop them in there so yeah. that i can read them on all my devices and when i travel You know i put my travel documents in a particular folder so it's easy to find because if you just drop it in the drive you you end up chasing your tail
1: yeah do you uh do you happen to organize those folders similar to uh an acquaintance that we both share the way that that individual organized their email and that the folders had a structure of being alphabetical by importance so when uh one customer is more important than another, we just put a string of A's at the beginning of their name?
0: Absolutely not. Yeah, that's
1: asinine, right? So. It
0: is. Just crazy. Um, so let's move to the watches, but there's a watch feature that actually shows up on the phone.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm actually... One, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm pretty happy Apple did this. Um, I... I love the customizability, but I am going to miss the original a little bit. I think. Just to, I don't.
0: I don't think you told us what you're talking about. Oh, I
1: haven't yet. No. Um, so uh, the uh, the mute switch that has been on the iPhone since 2007 is no longer on the iPhone 15 Pros. It's been replaced. There is now uh, an action button that uh, seems switch. to have been carried over from the uh, the Apple Watch Ultra
0: right so so it's on the first generation ultra and obviously still on the second generation ultra yeah so um i don't use the function i thought i would but i don't on my watch um i might on my phone i don't know
1: i'm actually checking right now i'm not sure what i have mine set up to do uh looks i I have no idea why but uh my action button is currently set to start the stopwatch,
0: so mine opens my workout options,
1: which I did initially, but then i I actually hit the button on accident a few times and and would start workouts you yep. know not on purpose
0: yeah, but the um the screen face I use has workouts in the bottom right hand corner, and I find that just as convenient yeah. as hitting because it takes me to the same place at the same start.
1: I guess the only time I could see that not being the case is like if your watch has activated water mode which is going to happen as frequently as you swim in your new pool. So.
0: Yeah, right. Um I uh while Apple Watches have been waterproof for quite a while, I do try to take a little more care than um than maybe most people, so I don't yeah. uh I, I I don't I don't put mine in the water you don't wow um i would I, say I, like all the way back to
1: i guess the apple watch F- series 5 that was the first one i had with with uh, being waterproof yeah immediately i'm jumping in the pool with it i don't care so
0: yeah i used to shower uh in the previous versions i used to shower in them but i also wear a fitbit uh and so it just so so my habit by the way so the The Ultra One is such a good watch that I literally, my charging setup is I go take a shower every day. Just one? Uh, Sometimes more than one, but let's just assume it's one. For now, for this discussion, I can plug my, my watch in while I'm showering, and that short period of time I'm in the shower tops it off and i literally don't have to worry about my watch ever yeah so i, I have the exact
1: same experience like I, I charge it when i shower and honestly
0: like if i forgot to plug it up one day i'd be okay exactly yeah i mean you you can easily go a couple of days yeah. with it so uh, and you could not do that on the previous version so so let's jump into the watches real yeah. quick because we've lost all our listeners at this point. <laughs> Apple's watch series 9 um, new chip faster, faster um, I don't know that uh, that there were a lot of big things. With the the 9, I know there's some some, uh, uh, gesture stuff that um, I thought was just with the Ultra, but uh, a number of places are reporting the 9 gets it as well. And then you and I had an offline discussion about some of these features actually already existed in the accessibility uh, options that you could turn on. They may not be as optimized as the newest models in terms of, I'm sure, faster GPU and faster processor helps recognize gesture type things more yeah. effectively.
1: I, I even tried the assistive touch version of it uh, earlier today uh, after having that conversation with you. And I'll tell you, accuracy definitely wasn't there from what I've seen in, in you know, uh, reviewers uh, that, that were at the Apple event showing um just how accurate it was uh but also just like the option and knowing what it's going to do uh, is not straightforward like you can set up uh you know a double pinch not double tap as the new feature is called but a double pinch to do like a select only you don't know what it's going to select it's it kind of just seems to pick something on the screen that it thinks this is most
0: likely what you want yeah yeah so so we'll see the the iPhone series nine, um, was, Apple announced, watch. Uh, I'm sorry. The, uh, watch series nine, um, was, uh, uh, also announced as the company's first carbon neutral product. I'd really like us to skip over this discussion while I think the environment's important. Um, Apple sure got janky with some of their, uh, coverage of their, uh, uh, environmental efforts. Yeah, that was a j- just the uh
1: the production that they did where they actually hired an actress to come in to play
0: mother a famous, Nature. a famous yep. actress very famous.
1: I've, names escaping me right now, but uh that that segment was 20 minutes of the event.
0: Right. So um so let's just give them props for um being uh, environmentally uh Uh, Conscious, and I do appreciate that. Not being sarcastic at all, but uh, it felt like uh, they used a little bit of that as filler uh, and and kind of stretched uh, the uh, presentation.
1: Yeah, so eco-friendly. No more leather. uh, We've killed all leather Apple products.
0: Which means all of their partners are going to make bank on leather for uh, the many millions of people that still want leather.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, Apple's going eco-friendly. That does not mean their their consumer base is.
0: Yeah, so. yeah for sure. So uh, on the Apple Watch Series 9, probably the most important feature of it, at least for uh, people in our uh, friend uh, circle, is uh, it comes in pink. Yeah. So I know a couple of people that are likely to get an unusually pink uh apple watch yeah uh apple watch ultra
1: 2 yeah i mean got the new chip did anything else change i I guess it got the new ultra wide chip as well which we didn't talk too much about but it's you know it's an iteration of the ultra wide chip that has existed for a while so
0: yeah I, I think it's just the I, it seemed like it's the next evolution yeah. not a revolutionary change longer it, range better accuracy that's yeah that's it fe- it feels like um, Apple likely has some challenges with the governmental entities related to health sensors and they have lots of things that they haven't yet been able to roll out in terms of features and functions we may even find out later that uh some of these watches especially the nine and the ultra two with the faster processors already have some other sensors in there so that when they can get some approvals from the fda and other government organizations they can uh uh, roll out some additional functionality but uh this just seemed like uh there were rumors of uh of a darker color but you know i'm pretty pleased with my uh brushed titanium ultra how about you
1: um yeah i mean just that the the natural titanium color i like it enough so that that's uh, the driving reason of why I, that i ordered the iphone 15 pro max in that color um as much as i think that the uh the others probably look just as good um, I'm curious about the coatings and what what those are going to look like as they do get dinged up, up inevitably.
0: Uh, and my recollection, was that the ultra uh, increased the nits a little bit? So the it brightness, did.
1: yeah, I think it went from
0: 2,000, 2000 nits to, 3000 to 3000 nits. three thousand nits. Yeah. So, um, anything else that we didn't cover from either event that you wanted to talk about?
1: Um,
0: no, I think that's. Uh what i can remember at least so we didn't get really new uh any new airpod devices we didn't get uh over the ear airpod max devices um there was a rumor of a uh ipad mini refresh that is probably longer in the tooth than any other apple device in terms of yeah not being refreshed that didn't happen um So if there is some sort of October event, maybe we'll get something. But I I don't think we're going to get AirPod anythings. We're not going to get iPad Pro anythings in the 2023 calendar year.
1: I could see some minor iPad updates and, like I said, probably press release. Uh, I am hopeful, uh, being a user of the AirPods Pro Max, a huge fan. But uh, I would like to see a a revision, uh, you know, with some improvements. Maybe they can make them fold a little bit better. Uh, USB-C, since that's the direction we're going. Um, Maybe a little lighter they're a bit heavy. But uh, I've I've given some thought to, we were talking about, uh, the potential for new Mac hardware and, and seeing the M3. And uh with, like you said earlier, uh being on the, the tails of WWDC, just launching M2s, uh, how likely are they to do that that quick? Uh, but I guess my bigger concern would be that they, you know, north of six months in advance have announced the, the Vision Pro, which runs on an M2 chip. If they were to come out with MacBooks with M3s, you know, three to four months before that thing hits the shelves, at a minimum, do you think that would impact sales of the Vision Pro at
0: all? I don't think so. I think they're two different kinds of devices. Um, so, for example, the chips that are in the uh, the new iPhones are are really the three nanometer chips that are are the entry level. Uh, um, M3 chips and so I, I think they apply the right chip to the right situation Yeah. for example the phones have always had more horsepower than they actually needed um, for a number of generations of those and even though the M2's are out now uh, the M1 devices some of which you can still buy new from Apple uh, even though they have an M2 equivalent, um, are um, are better than Intel type devices and still relevant. So I don't I don't know that that matters that much um, to me. I, on the Vision Pro, to me, the next evolution of the Vision Pro, the second gen, has more to do with screen resolution than it has to do with processor. Probably um, and and I think there are some cost and and production challenges to yeah. get those better.
1: So you mentioned the the three nanometer chips on the new 15 Pros. They've never said for sure on the Apple Watch that the new uh, what,
0: they did the, not. The, the, and and I, I've heard a couple six. of people assume that that's the case.
1: Yeah, which um, I would assume. Well and I would have assumed this for the the 15 pros over the 14 pros that if if they had went from the five to the three nanometer process which we know they did for the phone uh, that we would get increased battery life um, and there was no talk of that uh, and, and I think they probably could have like actually made the battery a bit smaller to help with making the phone a bit lighter um, but I would think on the watch that that they would have talked about more battery life and and i don't think we heard anything about that
0: yeah I, we do know that that a uh, supply chain rumor is that apple uh pre-bought all of the uh three nanometer chips for 2023 period yeah true
1: and you know uh, one of the other comments that was made uh sorry we're going to go back to eco-friendly for a moment uh, was that the batteries, at least for the watch, and it may have been for the phones as well, I don't remember, uh, that the batteries were 100% recycled cobalt.
0: And so right. that could
1: be a, a reason that maybe the batteries don't have the same capacity, but due to having the better chip, get the same
0: battery life. Right, and I think that's why they indicated that the watches were the first completely carbon-neutral yeah. Apple device. So... um I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. It it felt to me. I I did like you order a new phone, but it felt to me like um, I think the camera is a big deal in the Max. But it felt to me like most everything else was that. Uh, so they used to call it uh, tick and talk. So you you got uh, most of your features in the tick year and. There were just some tweaks and small enhancements in the talk year, and and this for sure feels like a talk year in terms of uh, every two years is when you get uh, the, the really bigger jump. changes and yeah. the bigger enhancements. Yeah, I mean, I could see that this
1: is definitely more on the, uh, the refinement side. You know, we're getting camera improvements, faster processor. Um, we, we switched to a titanium frame. Which, I mean, was reminiscent of some of the year type of improvements.
0: but uh, you know, I'm Still glass still, on the front and the back. Yeah.
1: I'm a, I'm a junkie for the metal, so I'll, I'm super excited for titanium over stainless steel, personally. So,
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, and the people that got to touch the new devices said it was noticeably lighter. Yeah. All right, I think we'll wrap this up. Uh, we've gone an hour and 43 minutes. Wow, I was going to guess an hour 20. So uh, uh, thanks again, Nelson, for joining me. Uh, Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, thanks, Mark, uh, for for having me on here. So uh, most active place is probably on the app formerly known as Twitter, so Elmo's App X. Uh, You can find me at at TheWiFiNinja, or for those of you that are uh, part of the elite club that is blue sky at the Wi-Fi dot ninja
0: all right good deal and as usual people can find me across all the platforms at McSea wonders or at craft brew geek so uh, until next time